Welcome to 1.37 p.m.'s Live from the Bar Cart. A look into the style, culture, strength, and grind of the modern-day man. Roy Fabito, mm-hmm. welcome to Live from the Bar Cart. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Kyle. <laughs> I'm very excited to talk to you today. Your story is such an inspiring one. I was looking online and then just watching your videos and reading about you, mm-hmm. and it's really, really cool, the stuff that you've accomplished. Mm-hmm. I got to ask first of all, though, I'm sure you get this a million <laughs> times, and I think you know what I'm going to ask you. You got to tell me where guava juice came from. Oh, dear. Okay. So, the story is um, I grew up in the Philippines. I was born there, but then moved here when I was two. Mm-hmm. But I moved back there when I was eight. Okay. And then I used to stay at my grandparents' house, and they uh-huh. had a guava tree in their backyard. And one of my favorite hobbies to do was climb trees. So, I would just climb that tree every single weekend when uh-huh. school was done, and I would just eat guavas. And you just, uh, that's where I came from, just because you love guavas? I just love guavas. And then at the time of YouTube, like, I just needed something unique, <laughs> like a name, because every it name does was stick out. Yeah. It definitely sticks out. Yeah. You think guava juice. What's that? Yeah, exactly. That's a perfect title. And you're, you're a very successful YouTuber. Mm-hmm. I mean, over 10 million subscribers, billions of views, mm-hmm. like 4 billion, I think something was what I was reading. Yeah, it's almost five. It's that's crazy. That's crazy, man. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's huge. You started a little bit early. Well, actually, let's start from the beginning. So okay. you came from the Philippines here at what yep. age? Uh, two. Two. I think. To the U.S. Yeah. Your parents immigrated here for a better opportunity. My parents did the same thing. Uh-huh. And this was in North Carolina? Yeah, yeah. And tell me a little bit about growing up, you know, and, and, and how this kind of all came together. Yeah, so um, I don't really remember much when I was younger, uh-huh. to be honest. So North Carolina was really different. Considering that I live in Los Angeles now, mm-hmm. it's it's more mellow, more chill. I don't know what else to say. We have southern southern food, a lot of like unhealthy food. I ate a lot of that. It was good. And my, <laughs> my metabolism was great back then. So if I ate that now, I would have, oh, that's oh, so bad for I you. I feel you, man. Oof. I feel you. Yeah. But so then, okay, you grew up in uh, North Carolina. Tell me a little bit about, I know like you, I was watching the, the video Animate My Life. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of were a little bit of back and forth, like you were shy in mm-hmm. school, but you kind of were also this expressive kind of, uh, your life reminds me of like when I used to watch Nickelodeon, yeah. kind of like, and then somewhere in there, your parents took you back to the Philippines mm-hmm. to stay there with your grandparents. Yeah. yeah. How'd that come about? Um, it was kind of like my parents just uh, just needed, because at the time they had three kids mm-hmm. and they just wanted to get like stable uh-huh. in America. So they figured if, you know. They send us back, it's stable, and then bring us back there. But yeah, it was weird because um, I, I, I guess I just got used to America. And then going back, it's just like culture shock over Absolutely. and over. So it, it's confusing. Uh, yeah, and in a way, it kind of like changed me. Like, oh my goodness, what do I do? Like, I, I don't speak the language. So eventually I got more shy. Uh-huh. And uh, after two years, my parents came back for us and then and went back, back to the States again. And then the level of shyness just went deeper and deeper. It's crazy. Well, just go back and forth. I can imagine you, you're kind of trying to find your place yeah. in all this. Mm-hmm. And first you're an immigrant in the U.S. coming from the Philippines and then trying to like work that out and find your place. Then go back to the Philippines. Yeah. Now you're Americanized uh-huh. and you're kind of back to your cultural roots, which yeah, I'm sure yeah. was also really kind of cool in mm-hmm. the discovering that part of yourself. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like your culture and your grandparents and your country. I came here for the States when I was five. Yeah. I'm from Egypt. My parents would take us back every summer for the whole summer. Mm-hmm. So we kind of kept our roots. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of sympathize with you when you're trying to keep that part of you, but also you want to westernize a little bit at the yeah. same time. So then you came back here again. At what age was this? This is like 10. 10. It's kind of crazy because like 
you just get so used to the culture and then bam and it's then, like all right time to go <laughs> and then it, it, something about that just kind of messed me up <laughs> and did, did the expression of videos and stuff like that come natural like i think uh you said that your parents bought a camera but never used it yeah that's that was a story i think it was like uh i think seventh grade they had this video camera they bought on like this television commercial and then they would never use it so i'm like uh well i'm bored uh, there's not really much to do in North Carolina. So I'm just like, all right, well, I have friends, I have a camera, let's let's do something. <laughs> what part you were in? Durham. Durham, yeah. okay. Is that, that's not too far from Raleigh? Yeah, it's like 30 minutes. 30 minutes, yeah. so it wasn't like a super crazy city, but mm-hmm. you just still had some fun and you started experimenting with the camera? Yeah, it's kind of experimented with the camera. And uh, I used to watch a lot of music videos back then. Okay. Um, that, that's all that played on TV. So <laughs> we would just try to recreate music videos of ourselves. And just, I played guitar at the time or uh-huh. started to learn. So I'm like, all right, let's make a song and then we'll make a music video out of it. And you and your friends would just kind of mess around and make these videos. <laughs> yeah, that's And then you it. put them on YouTube? Yeah. And this was around 2005? 2005, 2006. So it was like early days of YouTube. Yeah, you like, got in super mm-hmm. early. At the time, like YouTube was just a platform where you just store videos mm-hmm. and you don't really think much of it other than it's just storage. Okay. And then I guess like after a year or two, it started gaining traction. Like, oh my goodness, people actually watch these dumb videos. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then they comment and I'm, I don't know, it just felt inspiring. I should, it felt and like it I had gave, to do more. It gave you more kind of like, it fed you more to do more yeah, when so, you saw yeah. people reacting to what yeah, you put up there? I'm just like, wow, like people actually think this is funny. Maybe I'm funny? Because <laughs> I was, remember I'm shy at the time, uh-huh. so I'm like, kind of give me some motivation. like A little confidence? A little bit, yeah, more confidence and just, just to be myself more, you know? And at the same time you were in school? And you were just doing this with your buddies? Yeah, same time. And it was just like, how can we just, I'm just trying to find like the the creative uh, inspiration. It was just like, I think we should do a video where I would do this or I do that. Like, how did you find that? Yeah, I, honestly, I was always like into art, mm-hmm. like creating things. Like I was always drawing or always like making music or something. It was like food for me. Like I need to keep eating it for me to just, it, it was addictive. Mm-hmm. Like I, I needed more. It drove you. It drove me to. Just keep making things. And at what point did you start thinking, wow, like I could do this for a living? Uh, <laughs> at what point? Uh, when I found out you could make money on YouTube. So you started in 2005. Around what time was this? I would this? say 2010. Yeah, I was in college at the time. Mm-hmm. And another good incentive for me to make videos is I, I was broke. <laughs> I needed lunch money. So I figured like, hey, I already know how to make videos on YouTube. Might as well, you know, milk it and... Uh, make some cash. Make some cash to buy milk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> milk it for milk. Yeah. And this was, at the time, it's... it's um, So the monetization play, yeah. like, let's explain a little bit for yeah, the people who don't know YouTube, the mm-hmm. ecosystem. So you get paid for every time someone watches an ad on your channel, right? Yeah, yeah. it's and usually like more... every every 1,000 views, there's like a certain like payment. There's a payment. For example, like two cents per 1,000 views. Okay. And then, so... Obviously, the more people you have subscribed mm-hmm. and watched, the more money you make because there's more views on your content, which more ads can display. Yeah, yeah. And I'm curious, like, you started in 2005. Yep. What YouTube was then to now, it's this this whole ecosystem where yeah. people strive to find success in. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a big, like, loss of creativity there? Is it is it driven by more people want to make money? Like, it's the first time in a while, and any time that I remember where Kids want to be like, I want to be a YouTuber. That's like a, mm-hmm. a goal, a career goal. It's like, I want to be a doctor, I want to be yeah, a lawyer, yeah, yeah. I want to be a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. So if you think like what YouTube has created is kind of a place 
for creativity or more just like oh, another way for people to try to find um, like money? I feel like it's a, it's kind of like a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Like people, I wouldn't say a lot of people, but people just do it for the money. And I, I feel like there's a flaw in that because it, it, sure, it's good at like at some point, but there's a point probably like not too long after it'll just dip down and it'll just crash and burn. If you're so, just trying to make If you're just money. trying to make money and there's like no passion and love behind what you're doing. But um, for me, like at first it was just like, I need cash just for just to buy food but over time i just fell in love with it like i i the the whole addictive factor of creation just like embedded in me like throughout college like wow this is great why am i doing computer engineering when i could just like make videos and just keep creating so i feel like when the passion of making things and making content is behind you know your whole like filmmaking that's when it's just positive so when it becomes a your, your passion instead of just a way to make money yeah that's when you create great content oh yeah and when you create great content more people will come mm-hmm. and when more people come that's when you actually start to make money yeah so it's i'd say would you say like people shouldn't worry so much about trying to create content that will make money versus creating content that they're passionate about exactly like as long as you like enjoy what you're doing and then you're just constantly making what you love then things will just fall into the right place, like in the future. And you first started off; it wasn't uh, guava juice; it was wasabi. Yeah, yeah it was, it was, this yeah. was a friend of yours. Mm-hmm. And you guys, how did that? How did that come about? You just were creating videos, and yeah, yeah. So, like in the beginning, I was making like music videos with my friends. Like mm-hmm. it was like a group of them, and then just one of them just stayed with me the whole time. So that's how it all started. And then you went off on your own. Yeah, I just went off on my own. Where did that decision come from? When I moved to LA, uh-huh. yeah. Because uh, I don't know where it came from, actually. It just it's Moving to L.A. just changed me. And your your friend with Wasabi Productions, uh, was this Alex? Alex Wasabi, yeah. He didn't come with you to L.A.? No, he did. Oh, he did? Yeah, we moved there together. Uh-huh. And then just being in the city just kind of, I don't know, just changed my mindset. Like, everyone in the city is just so, like, driven. Everything is so fast-paced, uh, especially coming from North Carolina. After a while, just kind of just, I was just eager to just do my own thing, just make more. And that's when you started Guava Juice? Yeah. And so the decision to go off on your own, was it like you wanted to create different things or it was just, I think I can do better on my own or more focused on my own? It was more like, you know, when you like do something for like long periods of time, because I was doing wasabi stuff for like probably like 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then if you just keep doing that, you just, you're eager to like do something else. Some change. Yeah, something. yeah. And uh, would you say most of your audience is probably younger kids, right? I mean, you know more than I. What is your demographic? Yeah, yeah. it's mainly like just kids mm-hmm. and then teenagers at times and then parents. <laughs> parents too? Because yeah. the kids are watching? Yeah, yeah. Do you like creating content for kids? I, I do. I love it. You yeah, seem yeah. like a big kid yourself. Just, yeah, it's like just, you're, yeah. You just want to have fun and live life to the fullest. I'm just doing something like I wish I would have done when I was little. Uh-huh. And then just kind of showing it to the world. And hopefully these kids will be inspired. <laughs> and do they like make requests about the stuff that you create? Oh, yeah, all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just like mainly like, because uh, my thing is like, if for you guys who don't know like my content, I, I like filling my bathtub with like random things. Right. So I kind of like just the ask, jelly bean one. The jelly bean bath. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's mainly what I do. It's just like ask suggestions what to fill the bathtub with or what to experiment with for the next video. So I'm always just constantly reading comments. Because I'm fascinated by this. I mean, I'm I don't I'm not your target demographic. I'm almost forty. Mm-hmm. You know, to me and this is gonna make me sound so old, but like <laughs> Watching a guy in a bathtub with Oreos or with jelly beans or with like whatever the stuff it does to me It's just like I don't get it, you know, but then you've got all these kids that just like you said are so inspired by it and and just love it and it's like this 
I'm gonna sound like the old guy, but it's just like I don't get it. I don't. I don't. You would have want to like bathe in jelly beans. I would, but oh, to okay, watch okay. it at the same time, I guess like I'm old and I'm used uh-huh. to like watching something that I don't know something happens instead of just like uh, things like this. So I'm mm-hmm. always curious because I'm sure my kids. Yeah, I've got a four year old and a one year old. Oh. They're still kind of young for this stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm sure they're gonna be because my, my daughter, my four year old, watches YouTube kids all the time. And it's, uh-huh. All she watches is the stuff where they're like opening up toys uh-huh. and playing with toys and mm-hmm. trying different things, you know. And I was like, I'm like, what do you like about this? She's like, I like them watching them open toys. I'm like, wouldn't you want to play with the toys? It's like, no, I just want to watch them open it and play with it. So mm. it's like, I'm just really fascinated and curious how the attention uh, is drawn by the stuff that you create. And, mm-hmm. and how do you come up with these ideas? You just like, I want to bathe in jelly beans. It's just like comes up. And like, <laughs> no, no, I watch a lot of YouTube. Uh-huh. To be watch honest, a lot of yeah, yeah. Specifically, I watch a lot of, like foreign YouTube mm-hmm. channels, a lot of Korean channels, <laughs> Japanese channels. And the thing is, like, you don't really understand what they're saying, so you can interpret it in like your own way. Uh-huh. And I just kind of just draw inspiration from. It's more the action. A lot of videos. Of yeah. And since you create content for kids, you think you know you have a bit of a, a bigger responsibility when you do that. I mean, your stuff's all safe. It's all, it's like nothing out there, but there's, you know, like, you remember the Logan Paul controversy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, his audience also, I mean, I think a lot of YouTubers have a very young audience, mm-hmm. and he had, long story short, some questionable content that went up there about suicide and stuff, and mm. I'm curious how you kind of approach, I mean, your stuff is nothing near like that oh, at yeah, all. Sure. Your stuff's a lot more just fun, playful stuff, but how you kind of approach, if you create something, do you kind of think in your head or you and your guys wonder, you know, is there a line of how you create something that kids are going to watch? Oh, yeah, for sure. I always, like, uh, whenever we film, I always think about my little cousins because uh-huh. they always watch it. And if I do something bad, they're probably going to imitate it or just, you know, come up to me, like, whenever they see me, like, oh, my God, you see this word? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of just, like, pretending, like, I have, like, kids in front of me watching, like, as a live audience. Mm-hmm. And my parents watch it, too, so I kind of just keep an eye out to make sure I don't do anything bad. Do you filter anything before you put it out? Does anybody watch it before you release it or publish it? Like, as far as, like, reviewing it, it's usually, like, the team. We just watch it all together and give notes. How many people on your team? Um, total of, oh, my goodness, ten? Wow, ten people. Yeah, we have a lot of editors on, yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So talk to me a little bit about the business side of this. I mean, you've created a business out of this. Yeah. And, you know, You've garnered over 10 million subscribers, I think close to 11, <laughs> 12. 12. It's, it's like every time I look, the number <laughs> pops up again. Five billion views. Uh-huh. What is it that makes guava juice so attractive to people? Like, what's the? I guess if there's other people curious about this, what, is, what would you say makes good content that gets views? Yeah, I think I think you just said the word curious. Everyone's just like curious. So they kind of like live by curiously, like mm-hmm. what it is to do all these crazy experiments or jumping into bathtubs and... They kind of just want to just experience firsthand, like, wow, this is what would happen if, you know, you fill a battle with snakes. <laughs> like, oh, okay, you're, you're going to be okay, kind of thing. Yeah, it's just mainly just people just being curious of everything. And oh. I think another reason why people like what I do is just, just the positive messaging I have behind everything that I do. It's fun. It's fun. It's like nothing bad. I'm not really like talking bad through anything. So parents kind of just encourage their kids to watch it just because in a way I'm like a bigger brother to like mm-hmm. some of these kids and I like a role model. And that's that's like another reason why I kind of watch what I do online because these kids actually look up to me. And if I do, sure. if I do like the wrong thing or say the wrong thing, they're definitely going to imitate that. 
Absolutely. That's very responsible of you. Yeah, yeah, You know, thinking that way and realizing that you are influencing these kids mm-hmm. and that, uh, like I said, being responsible about the stuff you put out there, I think that's really, really mm-hmm. good that you do that. And you, you partner with some amazing brands, you know, uh, uh, Mattel and, mm-hmm. and uh, NBC Kids. And like, how does that work? Do brands come to you or do you have like a whole side of your business that you... Um, yeah, yeah. So I have like a, a team, uh-huh. like an agency. So my agent gets like offers from like a whole bunch of brands and then kind of like present it to me and then see if I like it or not. That's really the whole process, yeah. I mean, just to make sure the brand just matches mm-hmm. what I do. Because if you get like a, you know, a brand deal for like alcohol, for example, like, I'm going like, yeah. oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's just really simple process. Like they reach out and then they're... And do the brands kind of dictate you, hey, we'd love for you to do a video where you you're in a bathtub with, I don't know, whatever it is that they make, we want to feature it or something like that. Do, mm-hmm. you, do they kind of like steer the ship in the content or do they just like, hey, we, whatever you do, you you get views and people love you, just slap our logo on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the perfect scenario. Like, yeah, do whatever. But it's usually the case is like they give me like a creative like concept mm-hmm. and then we kind of just spitball from there. Like, all right, well... For example, we have Cheerios, Honey Nut Cheerios. What can we do with Honey Nut Cheerios? And then fill a bathtub full of Cheerios. <laughs> yeah. Or we could eat cereal for ten minutes. <laughs> I don't know. Kind of like that. Like uh-huh. how we're spitballing right now. Uh-huh. And then that's just the whole process: spitball, and then revisions, and then right. filming. Yeah. Do you uh, do you get a lot of pushback from the audience when you create sponsored stuff that maybe they think you're selling out or? Oh, it, it's too in the beginning. Yeah, because yeah. it's just like in the beginning. I think it was like, I forget what it was, like Clearacel or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the first brand deal I've ever gotten. And I didn't know how to do it. I was like, <laughs> all right, Clearacel. <laughs> hey, guys, Clearacel. It's just like Clearacel, like every other sentence. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, the more you do it, the more you get the, it's kind of like a muscle. Uh-huh. You train it and then you just you kind of get the hang of it. Hang of it and then you just, it just flows smoothly. And then everybody's happy. Yeah. Do you think the uh, the space is oversaturated right now? YouTube. There's a lot of people, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But as far as people making content, there's no, not really. No, no. It's not even with all that. Do you think there's? Uh, I guess the question is, is, if somebody wanted to start a YouTube channel now, mm-hmm. is there opportunity for them to make a living at it? Even you know, let's say they check all the boxes and they find something that they're passionate about, a yep. niche or something. Is it you know? possible to be successful oh at it. absolutely 100 yeah. percent. it's still possible yeah, yeah it's not oversaturated to that point mm-hmm. what would you kind of some advice would you give for somebody who's thinking of doing that one don't stop just at, keep creating just keep creating because at one point i think it was 2009 after i like finished high school went off to college i stopped making content for like probably like a year and a half mm-hmm. and i wish i didn't and then two i always say this to everyone who like, asked me like tips and stuff too don't underestimate yourself it sounds corny but it's like you know what you want like you know what you're passionate about so just just go for it you know mm-hmm. what's stopping you i think that makes total sense because i never would have thought you know filling a bathtub or whatever and doing what you do <laughs> yeah. would get success and people feeling look you did it you know yeah. and then, like you said it's something that you believed in something said that you were passionate about mm-hmm. And it doesn't sound like you overthought it at all. You're just like, this would be cool. This would be fun. I'm going to try it. Yeah. And, you know, it took hard work and, and effort, but yeah. you eventually found success. Oh, yeah. A lot of cleaning, for sure. <laughs> so much cleaning. cleaning. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I can imagine your bathroom was like. <laughs> would you say that, um, is there a specific formula? Or it's like, how do you, first you build the audience, then yep. you get a team going. Yep. Then there's like managers and publicists involved that kind of spread mm-hmm. that. How do you get to those levels? Start with yourself. You know, you just listen to your audience, first of all. And, mm-hmm. 
you know, sometimes they won't like things and sometimes you like things and you got to just kind of find a way to like balance that out. Like, okay, well, I like this part. They don't like that part. What can I change like within my content to make it perfect for everyone? And once you get your content, like the way you want it and the way your fans want it, then just keep pushing that content. Who are some creators that are you think are really making different things on YouTube right now? Who are like really pushing the envelope or the ones that you watch other than the foreign, the oh, yeah, Japanese yeah. <laughs> and Korean ones like that are creating original content that you think like, wow, this is actually really cool stuff? Oh, I watch a lot of uh, MatPat. You know MatPat? No. Uh, he just does like theories. Like for example, like how strong is Superman? And then he kind of just like goes scientifically and then numerically within i don't know it's just oh that's it's so cool. deep <laughs> anything that like, involves infotainment where you're educated and informed at the same time yeah, yeah. i think is actually really cool stuff shout out to the map pat <laughs> do you collaborate with other youtubers i do i do whenever um it's usually like i hit them up or dm them because i feel like if you reach out to them like personally it won't feel like businessy, you mm-hmm. know. So it'll just be a little more bit more genuine. authentic. Yeah. And do you uh, collaborate for like creative purposes, or do you think like, hey, we can get a lot of views if we did X, Y, Z? For uh, kind of a little bit of both. It's like, oh, kind of like that, and then it's kind of just creating a relationship. Uh huh. The more you know people, and then the more you kind of like understand like their mindset, kind of find some inspiration from them as well. Do you ever uh, do you collaborate with someone like totally left field of what you do, or do you kind of find people who are kind of in the same realm or niche yeah, of what you create? Sure. Yeah, you're not gonna go make some like you know something that doesn't make any sense with what you do mm-hmm. at all. Kind of sticks to your brand. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like brand deals. You kind of right. treat collabs like brand deals as well. Like as far as like creatives uh-huh. and like what they offer and like the audience they pertain. Is there a difference like with between vlogging and just posting? Like, would you do what you do? Is that vlogging? Because um, you do you post daily, or I used to post daily, but it's just not as much anymore. If you're posting things like what you do, or more like I guess challenges or different kind of yeah, fun ideas, I would say is it's that more like, too? like like sketches. Because uh-huh. in a way, it's kind of like I don't know. That's a good <laughs> question. Because in a way, we're just putting the camera, and then I do whatever in you front do of your the thing. camera. But uh, but you're not like recapping your life on yeah, a daily basis. It's not you're, like here's my breakfast. You're actually producing specific kind of. Yeah. Creative content. So I guess it's like a sketch. Okay. Like a, a non-scripted sketch. A non-scripted sketch. That's cool. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, I think you did something really smart mm-hmm. with your brand yep. and kind of branched out and you created a line of toys. Yeah. Which is really cool mm-hmm. because uh, I get think it's a new outlet of creativity and probably a new revenue stream, new way of spreading your brand. Tell me a little bit about that. Like how it started? And yeah. What was it just like, process? you know what? I, I've got a really cool idea for a toy, but nobody made it and then I want to make it. And like uh, how that process happened or was oh, it just yes. like they came to you and be like, hey, you're really successful. We want to create a toy line based around what you do. How did it come yeah, about? Yeah, it's kind of a little bit of both because um, when you make videos on YouTube, you kind of just ask yourself the question like if youtube dies in two years do you have a backup so Mm -hmm. that's kind of where i extended and kind of looked for people to help me out with my ideas and are you kind of at the mercy of youtube too because obviously youtube has Mm -hmm. a features page and youtube promotes different creators and i I don't know the process of how they do that Mm -hmm. i think it has to do something with with how successful your channel is right and how many views and things you get do they push you up or feature you when you do that so you're kind of at that mercy if that if they don't promote you or mm-hmm. if they don't oh yeah you know feature your page mm-hmm. you lose views or you i mean you have to find different outlets to, mm-hmm. to market your content yeah that's the thing about youtube like 
everybody not only me like everyone's like in the mercy of youtube right specifically like the algorithm mm -hmm. like a lot of people talk about the algorithm right how it changes every single day like for example like one day you do so well and then the next day you just bomb that's all because of the the, the algorithm. algorithm, yeah, yeah. And do they make public how the algorithm works, or is that like no, a secret? No, it's like, I've, I have a feeling like people know, but they don't really. So they tell us things to practice the right things to do, but it's not like 100% certain that it works. Uh -huh. But yeah, like every YouTuber that I talk to, they'd always talk about, oh, my, the algorithm is bad today, the algorithm is... So it's kind of just like talking to everyone to see how, how they like do their tags or their thumbnails for example that's part of the algorithms they look at that the algorithm looks at thumbnails titles whatever is in the description wow, keywords. I know it goes that detailed yeah. so when you upload you have to think about not just the content you create you gotta think about a title yep that and the title includes the keywords the, the tags keywords, yeah and then the thumbnail you mm -hmm. have to include some specific type of thumbnail that will attract yeah. people's eyes as yeah. well. Because when you search up like a video on YouTube, it's always like title and then thumbnail. That's the first thing that people see. If that, those two things don't appeal to the eyeballs, then, you know, more than likely they're just going to pass on it. What's the main, um, and we're going to get back to the toy. Yeah, 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 no, you, got me, you got me on algorithms. So just the science of it. How do you acquire new subscribers? Um, Is yeah. it you just put it up on YouTube and then... You hope that someone would like someone searches, you know, jelly beans in a bathtub. Yeah, or, uh, that's exactly what I did. Haunted yeah. bouncy house. You know, you hope that they find you, or is there like another out way? I'm that pretty you... sure, like, because when I started Guava Juice, it started from scratch, like mm -hmm. literally from scratch. And my method was like, if I post every single day, at least one of these videos will get picked up by something. And that's that's like exactly what happened. The, the bath video is picked up because I posted two videos every single day for like six months straight. Mm -hmm. That was intense. And um, compared to now, I feel like there is a way you can tamper with algorithms. For example, like what I told you, right keyword is the right thumbnail. Like I feel like if you know those two things, you can use that as an advantage. It's kind of part of the, yeah, yeah. the secret recipe. Mm -hmm. Like uh, YouTube even picks up like audio. Like really? if you say certain words in the video, it's, if you say a bad word, they're gonna pick it up and like, okay, let's just push this video down. We don't encourage that behavior. Wow. Even beeps. Like, you know, when they beep out the, the bad when words. you beep out a word that, that knocks you down? Yeah, they'll take the beep as a cusser and it's, woof. Wow. Is this it? Yeah, That's I could crazy. talk about this for hours, but it's just, oh, this it's is what I want to hear about. Interesting. No, yeah. It is for sure. So you have to take that into consideration when creating your content. Yeah. And make sure that it doesn't, you know, I guess you have a checklist or like, does it, non-offensive, no curse words, mm -hmm. this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. And you, you make sure that you create within those parameters mm -hmm. and then your, your formula of the keywords, the title, the thumbnail, Yep. To, all that has to come into play. You're not, you're not so you're not just making videos just for the sake of making videos. There's it's yeah, not there's just like, like so many things involved into like making the whole process. And do happen. you guys like sit and brainstorm on this of what to create and and whether it's going to fit in these guidelines? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like on Mondays, we just talk about what we're going to film, like the whole week or the whole next week, and then we kind of think about the, the titles, thumbnail. Um, what to say in the video, for example, like for example, like if we're filming with a thousand dollar bouncy house, we got to make sure we say a thousand dollar bouncy house like five times in the video for it to like pick up. Wow. It's weird. It's crazy. Oh, this is great. There's a whole science to it. Yeah. And once you publish that, what's the turnaround time? Like you, you shoot something. Mm. What's your cadence now? Are you doing dailies, weeklies? Like I do like 
every other day and then the weekends. Because most people are surfing on, on the weekends. Yeah, yeah, just because kids are out of school. And right. It's kind of like watching Saturday cartoons. Right. It's like, oh, it's just a new episode. Yeah. <laughs> new episode. New episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then um, what's the turnaround time? When you shoot something, how long before it's up? Uh, it depends because we shoot in bulk. Like okay. for one day, we shoot like, because I have three channels. And we for the main channels, we film like probably like seven videos for that channel a week. And then I have a gaming channel, a React channel. I film like seven videos per channel. So it's it's, it's it a lot really of depends. Yeah, it's like depends on the publishing schedule, like what we think will do well on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Like for example, like if you film like you know, messing with you know water bottles compared to taking a bath and dry ice, which one do you want to post on the weekend? You want- how do you decide? How do you make that decision? Kind of just watch the video if it's entertaining to you. Oh, so it's not based on like dry ice will perform better, um, or I don't know keywords. I guess I, don't, I have no idea. Do you have a team that kind of does any kind of research like this? Yeah, yeah that's what Mondays are for. We just so you have just a set it up. Your team of ten are they a mix of like editors, shooters, researchers, all that stuff? Um, it's mainly it consists like four main people, and mm-hmm. then the rest are editors. So the four of us get together and on Mondays and we just brainstorm. brainstorm. We write everything down just like talking about it just oh, make me realize there's so everybody many- listening needs to realize this is a full-time job like mm-hmm. i think a lot of people think like i'm just gonna put yeah. videos on youtube and i'm gonna be a youtube millionaire mm-hmm. and no there's a whole process to this mm-hmm. especially now that there's so many people doing it it's, yeah, yeah. you know you have to find a way to stand out yeah so all these things that you're talking about the research the titles mm-hmm. the keywords the the content the thumbnail it's not just happenstance you're mm-hmm. you're really like it's looking at what like, does yeah. well mm-hmm. and then um do you market or promote the episodes outside of youtube i'm sure um, you, have, you have social yeah, media like, usually like instagram story it's like oh hey watch this new video check out my new video yeah and twitter facebook all that stuff i mean you obviously have a huge subscription base mm-hmm. is it uh growing from there or is it like that your main subscription base of those 10 11 12 million mm-hmm. are there all the time or i feel like in a way because uh, not every video yeah, gets not, 12 million yeah, views you thing. know like, i feel like people make accounts and then they forget about it uh-huh. so it's probably like Good, like 10% of it. And you get those people to obviously like uh, repost your story, retweet, or oh, yeah, whatever, yeah. You know, yeah. help. It's all about like talking to the audience, right? And and communicating them. with the community. That's that, that's the key. The key is the community. Build a community. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you've obviously done that. Mm-hmm. So then, okay, back to uh, thinking you don't want to be at the mercy of, of YouTube. Yep. You're thinking other ways to do this, so you started a toy line. Tell, yeah, me, tell totally. me about that. Yeah, so we started a toy line, available at Target right now, which Very is crazy. Cool. And we just released the Slime Splat Blaster. It's kind of like mm-hmm. a Nerf gun, except it like shoots out slime, which is pretty <laughs> cool. But the whole idea is just kind of like giving back to the audience, especially kids, because they can only do so much on YouTube. They can just watch, probably like like, comment, subscribe. But in a way, I'm kind of. It's kind of like a way for me to like give back in real life. Like, okay, well, here's like a real entity of you know the Guavajis brand mm-hmm. at your home. And how do you go about getting that made? Like, you have an idea for a slime splash blaster. <laughs> how do you go about getting that made? Um, it's a uh, another team. Yeah, it's <laughs> just a, lot a lot of teams. Brain. Yes, <laughs> find the right team. The team is like the important. Team's all, yeah. right. If you have a team that's like super passionate and super excited about your your brand and your project as much as you are mm-hmm. then everything will just go smoothly like everything will just come up organically uh, organically right. oh my gosh keywords <laughs> algorithm <laughs> <laughs> and you told your team hey i want to make toys and they helped you kind of facilitate that um, connect you with people to make that and then they got you into target and mm-hmm. your teams are kicking ass oh man find the right team find the right team <laughs> find people you could trust and then everything will just be good 
<laughs> yeah. Are there other toys other than the slime blaster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um the splat blaster. Um, there's pancake art. There's slime buckets. There's probably a total right now of like six things out at Target. And how did you come up with these ideas? For you just thought kind of cool? like inspired by videos of mine. Uh-huh. Like okay, well, what's what's popular nowadays? Do you watch? You can't do that on television. No. Do you remember? I don't know if you ever heard of it. You're kind of you're what twenty six. Uh-huh. So um, there was a show back in the day called You Can't Do That on Television. Here, Matt, give me give me the um. We're gonna put this up on the on the. Yeah, for sure. Slime I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have you hold the slime blaster. This is the slime blaster. Um, there was this show called You Can't Do That on Television. Yeah. Back in the day, and it was this crazy kind of like kids sketch show. They would have these different kind of sketches, mm-hmm. and they would slime kids. They'd be just be like the kid would be talking or whatever, and all of a sudden a bucket of slime would just fall on them. Uh huh. Or they'd be like, uh, a special word, yeah, if he said the word, I'm trying to remember, this was such a long time ago, if they were in the conversation and he said the word like, I don't know, car, yeah, that would be the word that would get you slimed. Oh, wow. Google that. Google you can't do that on television. Okay. You're going to get a kick out of it because a lot of it is what you do oh. is very similar to what they did back then. It was just this weird show. So these are all yes. your products we got. These are all the toys. So we've yep. got the, the slime, slime splat blaster, blaster, which this shoots slime. Yes. And it comes with slime yeah, and you just load it in. Like slime ammo and then here are the cartridges. Kind of just stick it right there, load the slime and then boop, boop. And does the slime come with, for, for the moms and dads out there, is it easily washed off? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, easy. Yeah, so Super one, easy. One, one Parents, you guys are okay. <laughs> and this is big bucket of DIY slime. Yep. You make your slime. Yeah, that's like the top seller because people... I can imagine my daughter would love this. Yeah, people love making slime. I didn't this realize This is stuff, it. fun stuff for kids. They love to get all in there, dirty and get their hands in mm-hmm. it. And, Maybe fun for me too. I should. Do this my kid. <laughs> and then um, we have the pancake art, mm-hmm. edible pancake art. Yeah, yeah. You know what that is? Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen yeah. this. These videos are awesome where they like make these amazing pieces of art yeah. in the pancakes, mm-hmm. like uh, crazy, like Iron Man and uh, yeah. Hulk. I've seen Those them. Those people are talented. That's very cool. But the thing about this is like you don't need like a stovetop. You can oh, no. just put it in the microwave and then. So you pancake. draw it out and put it in the microwave and it makes it out. Yeah, that's just, really they cool. They draw it on like this wax paper and then edible pancake boom. art. The bucket of slime and then mm-hmm. we got. The the slime pack slime Ooh. you really love slime it's <laughs> crazy <laughs> sail the slimy seas mm-hmm. and make slime and this is already made right because I've seen videos where they make the slime at mm-hmm. home yeah, yeah. but this stuff you've already made it this is already pre made it's so already pre made it's like it's and it's already it uh, safe for kids it's uh, mm-hmm. God forbid they eat it it's it's totally okay if they eat it and it's, it's no don't no, eat the don't slime eat, okay the slime <laughs> so don't Please eat don't. it kids don't put it in your mouth <laughs> these ideas just came like I want to make slime or they yeah. were or were they like we should make some slime with you how did it come about it's like a two-way process kind of like uh, they suggested like hey you should do this you should do that and then i kind of gave them like what i wanted to do as well like well, let's see what's trending nowadays there's slime kids love slime i love slime slime's like slime is a lot of fun it's like very calming and therapeutic it's like wow so it's kind of like it's a two-way street like spitballing ideas it's kind of like a brand deal right everything, everything just comes in like a big circle you spitball and then see what works and Can then I see slime gun? yeah and how did you get into Target? Um, meetings. <laughs> meetings upon meetings. Yeah, team did really, really, really well, and then got it at Target. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And are you looking to expand outside of Target? Are you going to get it to some other stores too? Yeah, hopefully. Yes. Yeah. yeah in Work the process. On that? Yes. <laughs> what's, so, what's for the future of Guava Juice? What else we got coming up? More toys for more sure. Toys. Uh, more videos. And I don't know. I kind of want to like find a way to help, like help kids around the world. That's I, always been like a passion of mine. Like that's really helping. cool. You uh, collaborated with Make a Wish. Make a Wish. Yes, Tell I love about those. that. Uh, it's great. Yes, when they first reached out to me, I was like, "Wait, really? Like the, kids these kids? Ha- yeah, it's like kids have like one wish and they could use it on anything. 
They could use a like LeBron James, but <laughs> they picked guava juice, and that just, just meant a lot to me. And the whole experience was amazing. The kids were just super sweet, super nice, kind of. Did they ask you to bring slime? No, they're just uh-huh. like, let's go to the arcade and let's go hack the arcade claw machines. <laughs> they're super cute, and it's it's usually the parents that that tear me up. It's, oh, yeah? it's it, I always cry whenever I meet like kids. Like, oh my god, thank you. <laughs> do you do like uh, meetups or anything like that? Yeah, every now and then, not like a lot, but whenever I do, I usually do it like in conventions or whatnot. Oh, cool. Because if I do it like randomly, I'm probably gonna get in trouble <laughs> like, oh. do a lot of, i'm sure a lot of, i mean with with 12 million or 11 million subscribers yeah, a lot of yeah, people yeah. show up oh yeah what's that like how many people you show up to your meetup um uh, like 500 wow the last one was like 500 and, and uh you go to vidcon and all that stuff oh yeah there oh yeah oh yeah that's really cool what do you think is the future of uh of of youtube where do you think it's going i think it'll just i'll just keep going right now think, it's um, just the powerhouse just moving through i think they're a lot of people are, are wanting another platform, want something. I think, you said, like you said, the, the mercy of YouTube and what yeah. it does. Mm-hmm. So there are other, nobody's really doing what YouTube does. Yeah. I think a lot of YouTubers or creators are looking for another outlet. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's been a thing ever since like I graduated college because mm-hmm. there's like a couple of websites that tried but didn't go so Nobody well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's kind of like right now YouTube is at the top. I don't know. I don't see it going away for like the next five years. Do you post on uh, Instagram TV? Um, no, I don't. You don't? I just post a lot of stories. Though. What do you think about Instagram TV? I actually haven't tapped into it no. like that that it's, much. It's, know. it's have you? I mean, have you looked at it? See the the it's content basically made for mobile, vertical mm-hmm. mobile. Yeah. So it's but it seems like they're just. I don't know. It doesn't look right to me. Sometimes it's like they take the whatever they're creating and then just kind of format it for that. So it's like cut off in a way. Is uh, that what you're slightly. Saying? I mean, they they it's it doesn't look like a you know when you post a, a horizontal video vertical yeah. and it, it shows like the black lines. Mm. Not like that, but the experience is different. Um, it's made for vertical consumption, but it's it mm. just doesn't look the same. Oh, but wow. a lot of people are are thinking that might you know be a. Um, kind of competition for, for oh, YouTube. Okay. Um, I think Amazon's thinking about too creating a, a place like YouTube, a Ooh, platform. Yeah, Amazon's dangerous. Yeah. They're so big. Yeah. Jeff Bezos, crazy man. <laughs> Taking over the world. Yeah. And so for the future of, of Guava Juice, we're gonna you have three channels? Yeah, three channels right now. Just uh, rebooted the other two. Uh-huh. So uh, Guava Games where I just do gaming. Is that kinda like Twitch people. where you play games people watch? Um kind of yeah. Like Except it's like games? not not live stream, it's like pre recorded. Okay. Yeah. And then we have a Guava Juice 2, which we do like reaction videos where right. we react to things and etc. Reaction to what? Anything? Just anything. Just videos, whatever's like funny online. Vine videos. Uh-huh. And people just laughing and then challenging myself not to laugh. <laughs> watching a funny video and then if I laugh, then I'd eat like a spicy pepper or something. <laughs> yeah. Any other channels going to come up or are you going to stick with the three? Uh, right now, it's just those. Those yeah, three? Yeah, those. Like you've, I think you've got busy. enough going on. <laughs> More toys coming out. More toys. And all these toys are able to Target right now, right? All at Target. That's are they cool. uh, online too? Is it like on Guava yeah, Juice? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're all online as well. Is Target. your website guavajuice.com? Uh, guavatoys.com. Guavatoys.com. Mm-hmm. They can buy them there or at Target at in stores. Target, yeah. Great. Well, Guava Juice, Roy. Yes. I want to thank you so much for coming in. <laughs> yes, This has been really, really cool. Really eye-opening. And what actually goes into this? There's a lot of work that goes into creating what you do mm-hmm. and I mean you've found success you've it's a whole business revolving around what you do yes what do your siblings do just out of curiosity because you have what three siblings three I'm the eldest you so my second one the one younger than me he graduated from UNC Chapel Hill and then 
he's he's working for me now. <laughs> oh, he's he's, he's, <laughs> he's on helping the team. out like the team. Like, the, the and he wants band. to follow kind of your footsteps. He believes in the brand, okay. so it's kind of like I want to help you out. So that that's it. and then the other two, um, still in college, and then what are they studying? Nursing, I think. Nursing something. Uh, he thinks. <laughs> and, and the other one? question mark. The other one, uh, she doesn't know yet because you know seniors in high school. It's right. You know, you get indecisive sometimes. And your parents, what do they think about what you've done? Oh man, yeah. In the beginning, they. <laughs> The thing is, um, my mom, yeah, when like the whole like YouTube thing in college like started blowing up, and my mom was like, "All right, good job," but then I was like, like I, I don't know if I told you, like I was in computer engineering, major, right? Yeah, and uh-huh. I wanted to change my major. I already changed my major like two times beforehand. I was like, hey, mom, I'm, I'm gonna change my major to to film, and she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I freaked out, and then I could imagine I like, did having parents from another country when they bring you to the states they yeah. want you know opportunity and all that and they want you mm-hmm. to have a better life than they did yeah, yeah. so if you tell I'm gonna make videos for a living and yeah, she's yeah. like that's not really what we came here for yeah. is it like that kind of a yeah it was know, like that but brought... then after a while when she just saw how successful it was and she's she's my biggest fan now so that's cool love you mom <laughs> awesome well thank you so much for coming I really yes. appreciate it wish you best of luck on all your toys and the thank channel you. thank you and hope to see you do more uh, awesome. Thanks, Thanks a lot, so Roy. Yeah, believe in yourself. Don't underestimate yourself. That's you got it. Yeah, give us your handles. Where so where can people follow you and uh, see what you're up yes, to? Yes, uh, follow me on YouTube at YouTube.com/slash/guavajuice. Instagram, follow me at guava. Twitter, Facebook at guavajuice. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Thank right. you very much. Woo. This is 1.37 p.m. If you want to own the future, start this minute. Live from the Bar Cart is a Gallery Media production.